Who's going to win the 2023 Mr. Olympia? Me. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Berry, myself, Scott McNally, and we are joined by the one and only Nick Walker. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for additional savings. We're brought to you by supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. And of course, we're brought to you by you guys, everybody at Patreon. Thank you for your support. I'm excited to get this thing going. Andrew, where do we want to start, man? Well, I think, you know, we had a question in a previous episode about, you know, what to do in a post-show phase in terms of diet, training, et cetera. And Nick is in that phase right now. And I would just love to hear what he's up to right now and let it go from there. Yeah. So after the show, um, I actually, um, if you guys know who Jared Feathers is, um, me and him started collab on, he's going to do my training now. I'm just trying something new. As far as doing like a push pull leg split, um, really structuring my training and keeping track of progress, which is something I've never done, um, just to see how my body reacts. As far as the nutrition goes, um, right after the show, uh, Matt sent me a diet, which was I don't want to say macro based, but it was just like meals one, two, three, 15 grams of fat, 200 grams of you know rice, and 225 grams of you know protein. And then four, five, and six was kind of something else. Um, his his reasoning for doing that was trying to uh, destructure me a little bit mm-hmm. to let me yeah. kind of chill. But knowing how I am, I'm always structured, so that didn't really work out. Um, so he finally actually just set me a structured diet today with a lot more food. So I'm pretty happy about that. But so I also let me ask- did a lot of a lot of pretty good amount of cheat meals over those courses since Donald. Um, I would make sure, obviously, the diet that I was somewhat doing would allow me to really, you know, go hard on the cheat days that I that I did and not really put on any weight. Because as of this morning, I was 256. Um, and at the Arnold, I was 248. And no I think I was 355, so. Man, you looked like you were like 280 on stage too, which is crazy. That you, you, I mean, not to say that you were light, but to say that you can look that big at 246, which is pretty amazing. But um, what I want to know is, you know, following that show, do you give yourself like two weeks of relaxed training? Do you, or do you just get right back to the gym on Monday and it's punching the clock, business as usual? Do you do you deload a little bit? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, you know this this loss obviously hit me pretty hard so you know it's, i just kind of got back into the groove of things that makes no. sense gotcha. that makes sense and, and so you probably only had like three or four free meals and then it's right back to your structured diet just because it's like this is your profession this is what you do yeah i mean i uh, you know it's probably a little more you know now that I'm in a very, you know, obviously serious relationship. I wanted to make sure we had some downtime to kind of relax outside of my own training. So, you know, we would go out to dinners, go out to breakfast a lot. We went to a lot of all, a lot of buff, breakfast buffets. So now you can eat. <laughs> it's always it's the best post contest. I love the breakfast buffet after a show. It's like something you just all these different food options that. 
you didn't even think of previously. Oh my god, the best! And I, I would I would do those before leg days, and you know, sometimes I would eat a little too much. So maybe you probably got super pumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about the Arnold, if you want to, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, go ahead. A lot of people online, and I'm sure you saw some of these comments, like, "Oh, you look like you have more of a." Well, so like people thought that maybe your Olympia look from last year would have trumped everybody on that stage. Do you agree with that statement? And B, uh, did you did you well, hold on? Did you do things differently going into this prep? Because what I noticed is you had a much more streamlined midsection. And I do want to go into that, like what you did to keep your mid I know you've been working on it for years because watching you as an amateur coming up the ranks, I feel like your midsection's gotten smaller and smaller. But maybe talk about that for a minute. So do I think the Olympia look would have tried it's it's hard to predict, you know, because it's not obviously what I brought. Um, you know, I, after the Olympia, you know, when me and Matt decided to do the Arnold, the goal was to come in more peeled. You know, every time we do a show, we're pretty peeled, and we did feel at the Olympia we weren't as peeled as we normally are. Yeah, it was full as a house, um, but there was still work that could have been done. Um, you know, so going into the Arnold, we wanted to be peeled. So as far as, you know, keeping the waist down and what we did, it was, we just dieted harder. Really. Hmm. There was nothing really drastic we did differently except just diet harder. Because I know that's something you had talked about even years ago. I remember, I remember you saying something about like not doing certain back movements because yeah, you. Yeah, I, I don't do anything really bent over. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So you've been thinking about this for a long time, really, is what it comes down to. I don't to. do – once in a while I will. I love one-arm dumbbell rows. So yeah. I, just, I can track with them the best, so I do put those in, not every week, maybe like once or twice a month just because I do enjoy doing them. Um, but I just feel anything bent over can cause, you know, the, the waist to thicken a little bit, depending. Sure. Um, so I just took those out completely. Yeah, you have that to brace. You have to I brace stopped, them. Yeah, I mean, I stopped free weight squatting. Anything that I thought that would hinder thickening the weights, I just took out. Right on. So are you giving more credit to the change in the training by dropping those exercises or to the diet itself and just getting leaner and bringing in the waist? I think both, you know, because I haven't really, except last year, I never really had like a um, – a, a long off season. So I, I, I'm a firm believer that the longer you're kind of in a prep, the better your shape will eventually become because you're not eating a large quantity of food. So, you know, you're not really feeling bloated or anything for a long period of time. So I think the longer you're in a prep, eventually, you know, the way should shrink as long as you're eating foods that properly digest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Are there any particular things you do with like a gut protocol, supplement-wise, um, vacuum training, any of that kind of stuff that goes along with the changes in your training over the years? I, I do take a lot of you know di digestion products, um, but I just think really it just comes down to making sure you're eating the foods that digest the best. And I've mm -hmm. learned over time, you know, I've calculated what proteins I can digest the best in a large quantity, what you know, carbs I can digest the best in a large quantity, and even fats. You know, I'm a big believer in fats. I think fats are good. Um, you know, so I've learned I would pretty much after every meal just kind of sit and chill and see how I felt, how my stomach felt, if I was lethargic, if I was perfectly fine. 
And that's how I judged it. And I would let Matt know, give him the feedback, and that's what we would do. Right awesome. So, you know. So, oh, go ahead. I think we had a leg, Andrew. Oh, Take it, man. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to say, so, you know, based off the Arnold and who you won against, who won the Arnold, who's going to be on the Olympia stage, what do you, Nick Walker, need to do to win the Mr. Olympia in 2023? You read my mind. <laughs> so, my, my, my goal is to pretty much have the same condition, if not more, that I had at the Arnold, but just be as full as I was at the Olympia. And if I can combine those two, I don't, I don't see why I could lose. Is this something you and Matt have already talked about in terms of strategy? What has worked with carving up? What has worked with drying out? Yeah, and how you like, merge know, the two? Yeah, the peaking. So the peaking process, we, we pretty much have down. You know, I, we we pretty much know what my body is going to do at this point, um, as far as the whole peaking process goes. So right now, you know, during this all season. The goal, main goal is to bring out more of the outer sweep. So we're doing, you know, certain different movements to really focus on that. Um, more of my high carb days and even cheat days, you could say, are based around uh, my leg day training. Gotcha. Let's go with those cheat days real quick. You opened up the door there, so I'm going to I'm gonna go through. And I want to try to make the connection or the comparison relationship, I guess, is a, is a better way to explain it, between the cheat meals and the control or, or midsection, bringing your midsection down. What, are those, what do those cheat meals look like as far as volume of food, type of food, and, and frequency the closer you get to a show? Hmm. So, so honestly, you know, going into the, the Arnold, there, there really was no cheat meals. Um, it was pretty much just really, really high-carb days. Um, you know, as far as now, the cheat meals, basically, you know, I could have a breakfast if I want, um, or I could have a dinner of like a burger and fry or some dessert. Um, and for me, burgers and fries digest the best. Um, or I could go to Chipotle, you know, Chipotle is pretty, you know, a, not a cheat cheat, but it's still a cheat. It's not something we're going to eat every day. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's pretty much how we have it structured now. Um, a lot of times, back in the day, uh, we would do two cheat days on a leg day. So I would do like a big breakfast and then probably go out for a big dinner. But for me, I felt like that was too much in one day. So I kind of spread them out to where, you know, just say my I, I do two leg days a week. So one leg day, I might do a breakfast. And the other leg day, I would do like a, a nice uh, dinner. Nice. So does that meal look like you're just basically like when you walk in, are the employees like hiding food or telling you that they don't have like, are you putting down <laughs> so much volume that it scares people or is maybe, it kind of controlled in the sense the that, you know what, I'm full. Def definitely at the breakfast buffets, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, you probably haven't counted at the buffets, but I'm going to throw this one up here because uh, Chase Irons had a question that ties right in. He said, what is the most amount of carbs that you've eaten in a day. So that would probably be like on a planned day, I'm guessing. Um, see, I, don't, I really don't like a structured diet. Like my structured diet is probably around 600 grams of carbs. Okay. You know, but if I went out and did like the whole buffet thing and shit like that, it's probably going to be over a thousand for sure. Yeah. 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 Because like, when I go out to a buffet, like I don't, I don't eat a lot of protein just because I, I don't, 
I'm, I'm here for the carbs, right? So <laughs> it's, it's muffins on muffins, cereal, pastries, a uh, bunch of fruit, pancakes. Like I'm not, I'm filling up on that shit. That's my jam gotcha. right there. So you didn't really have a... so muffins and toast and jellies. My I will sit there all day and eat that. If I could. <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah, and that stuff doesn't fill you up. It's got to be strawberry jelly though. Ah, nice. Good call. You didn't really have it much of an off season, you know, between the Olympia to the Arnold. That's just such a quick turnaround. So now you're getting this good chunk of time. You're able to eat some food. You're able to relax a little bit. You've got this new training plan. You must be feeling pretty good right now moving into this. Yeah. What you are know, you really I, enjoying? I, after, after the Arnold, probably for, I'd say, a week, it really hit me hard, you know, um, I really thought I was, you know, obviously going to win that show. Yeah. Um, congrats to Samson, obviously. He looked incredible. Um, but I really thought I had that one. So it kind of, you know, knocked me down a few notches. But I'm starting to get back in my groove. And, you know, the mutant, the mutant's got some redemption now. Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> moving forward now into everything you're doing, man. Like I said, you you know, you've got momentum building behind you. And I'm sure you're feeling good. And you've got this new training plan. What are you really enjoying about the workouts you're doing now? Like what's really feel? what are you excited about? I think just the structure of it. You know, I, I was always the one that kind of just trained and I didn't want to the structure because I feel like that's just added stress, you know, hmm. um, if you don't hear numbers or whatever the case is. But I, I, I see the benefit now. So I just want to try that and I just get really excited to train for it now. I find it funny that you say you don't like, you didn't love the structure. In fact, because your training, when we watch the videos, is extremely structured in terms of rep execution. Can so you talk meticulous. a little bit about that? Well, yeah, yeah, it's so meticulous. Your like, rep speed. Yeah, go ahead. But as far as like you know, counting reps, like say you know, oh, I did one fifty pound dumbbells for an incline dumbbell press uh, twelve this week. Next week, I wanted to hit, to hit it for fourteen reps. I I didn't care for that. Gotcha. I was just the one, you know, if I feel good, I'm going to train heavier. If I don't, I'm going to train a little differently. There was never like, I want to be. So it wasn't, it wasn't now like a I'm straight progressive that. overload type thing. Yeah. So now that I'm kind of doing that now, it, it's, it's kind of like a new motivation, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. T tell us a little bit about your rep execution because most guys, I, I can't remember exactly how old you are, but most guys, when they start out training okay. and early on in their career, you know they're more ballistic they're get the reps at any you know any cost or any any way necessary you have such good cadence and control over the heavy weights that you're using when did you really start to hone in and develop that or was that something you started with from day one no i was pretty ballistic when i started okay. um told me that actually when he i mean him you know got together back in 2019 he didn't like do my training per se but he told me slow the movement down, you know, mm -hmm. control the eccentric rep and explode up. Um, so that's kind of so I had to like kind of restart in a way. Mm -hmm. um, that's just what I did, and the progression just came very very fast. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I hope the listeners up. hear that because that it's one of the first things I noticed when I was when I see your videos is the the execution. It's so methodical. It's so controlled. And I want to make sure that I say this the right way because I'm the old head of the group and <laughs> you're the youngest one. And yet your level and where you are, I don't want to diminish that. What I want to say though is for younger trainers, 
it's uncommon to train with such control and such focus on the muscle through training versus what Andrew was saying with more of a ballistic style train. It's almost like you get to the point in a set where you go, yeah, I'm losing the feel. It's not where it's in, in your racket versus I'm just going to get three more reps, no matter what that control is there. And it's the moment, a very, yeah, the moment before it breaks, I stop. It's beautiful. Yep. I know. Right when the form breaks, you're done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that your, your list of injuries since starting that or making that transition is incredibly minimal. Am I right? Correct. Yeah. That's what I figured. What about injuries prior to that? Anything major or? I've had one injury, which I tore my hamstring in 2019, four weeks before I competed at the USA's where I took second. No kidding. That's right. Now, just out of curiosity, how'd you do that? Uh, RDLs. <laughs> ah, okay, fair enough. Because the video I saw just about four hours ago, those RDLs were money. Very controlled. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Well, well, and it's funny because in the last segment, one of the questions we had was about, you know, is, is, is there too much of a range of motion with certain exercises? And they used an example of the hack squat when someone bounces out of the bottom. And my point with that was that anything you do that makes the exercise easier with that rebound, you shouldn't be doing it. That, you're not getting anything out of it, and it opens you up to injury. And I think like what Skip's alluding to with the control you have on your RDLs, that's money right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, not only avoiding and a full range of motion. So, if you're able to go all the way down on the hack squat like that, I, I like to pause for a second and then explode back up. I what do we all say? Yeah, yeah. It's like he's like it's, just, it's cheating, in my opinion. Like, what are you bouncing yeah. for? Exactly. No. Cool. And not only is it limiting your injury, but at the same time, you're you're blowing up and you're growing. I mean, it. it well, I think a lot of people would think, yeah, it's going to limit injury, but eh, maybe I'm not going to progress as well. And that's just not the case. Wrong, right? Because yeah. I, I know how strong I am. I, I know what I'm capable of. So for me, I'm also at the point where it could cause an injury with how strong I really am. So anything for me to make the movement harder as possible using a lighter weight is going to benefit me down the road rather than me lifting the way I know I could. Right. Yeah. So why don't you tell us, because you, you mentioned about, you know, you wanted to bring your legs up, your quad sweep in particular. What exercises and, and, and what rep ranges, what specifically is Jared having you do a little bit differently than you were doing maybe for this Arnold prep? So what we did last leg day was uh, leg press, feet pretty low. But it was, people may disagree, which I will understand, but it was a pretty wide approach, Right. And it was all the way down. So it was just something I done. But I know a lot of people say that would work more inner and yada, yada, yada. But I felt that so much on the outer sweep. Hmm. It was ridiculous. And we were we did uh, reps of anywhere from 12 to 15 for that. Gotcha. And same thing when we did the Smith squat. It was literally the same. And after we were done, we actually took a video that I posted. And my outer sweeps were just full-blown. Hmm. No. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so recently, I know you made the move to Vegas. You were training with Kamal um, over at oh. MI40. And I, and I just barely missed you because I moved down here. I'm, I'm in Largo now. Just, yeah. Yeah. Tell us what it was like to train with Kamal. Kamal was the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. I thought I heard that. Very, 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 very high volume. Yeah. 
it would be like six sets with a triple drop set every exercise. Oh God, yeah. Did you guys and merge your training? Huh? Did you guys merge your training styles, or did you no, defer to, I just, to the I just wanted him to try something different? Yeah, gotcha. And listen, it is for him being what fifty one years old. It yeah, is very now. hard to keep up with Kamal. Kamal <laughs> is animal. That's so cool. I don't know how he does it, but he is an animal. That's amazing. And he's strong too. It's not like he's Very just strong. moving little lightweight. We had him on a show uh, not too long ago with Ron and Dusty, and he had talked about that too from from his perspective. It sounds like, and I think it's good, you know, because as awesome as your training is, and how how valuable it is for you right now, at at some point in life, the opposite is also valuable. So it it yeah, probably was good for you to do something different, you know. Like, like I said, I'm 28, right? So. I'm all, I, I don't know everything. I'm all up for trying new shit to see if it works. And that training with Kamal was fun. I loved it. It was it was exciting. It was always something new. But that was way too much volume for me. <laughs> Not something you can do long term. Um, yeah, no. I I would wake up every morning. I feel like I hit by a Mack truck. Yeah. Uh. I would need like after every training session, I'd probably need to take like two days off. That's crazy, yeah. man. He said something about he was going to have you over for dinner or something like that. Did that end up happening? Yes, it did. It yeah, did. that's good. All, like all the, all his traditional foods and stuff. He said they were going to have for you. So I actually go back to Florida um, in April to clear out actually my house in Tampa. I haven't, I haven't gone back yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's like me. I left my stuff up in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll go get it eventually. But yeah. he, he wants to have uh, me and Maria over for dinner when we visit. That's, That's cool. Awesome. That's cool. How is the, the, the environment change, you know, having moved uh, from Florida out to Vegas? Like, what are you, what are you getting out of this now um, that, that's getting you for excited? Me, for me, I mean, uh, the weather's better here. It's not as humid. Oh, yeah. I, the humid fucked me up really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just like Vegas. I just think, you know, there's always new gyms around here. Um, the environment's just very, you know, bodybuilding, fitness friendly, more so. Tampa is, but I think, you know, Vegas is more that way. Um, there's way more gym to train at, and honestly, the food places down here are incredible, too. Yeah, the I'll food point, here leaves a little bit to be desired. That's You're originally from, aren't you originally from West Palm, and then you went to Tampa? or I Yes. Not? So, I, I actually miss West Palm. Um, it, it was more quiet. Humidity wasn't as severe as it was in Tampa. Um, And that was like, that was like the first place I moved to out of my parents' home. So that will always have like a, you know, a special place in my heart, I guess you could say. Um, And of course it was right, but I lived five minutes from the Revive Gym. That that gym just was just awesome to train at. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was going to be my next question. I wondered where you trained. I know you had been to Busybody a couple times because I had trained there and someone said you were in there, uh, yeah. but you didn't train there, I don't think, regularly. I've got this is West Palm out my back here. <laughs> I'm right downtown. Okay. But I think I, I missed you maybe by you, – we may have been here at the same time for a few months, but that was probably yeah. about it. Uh, but, yeah, the food leaves a little bit to be desired until you get down closer to Miami and Fort Lauderdale. That's for yes. sure. Mm-hmm. It we live like 20 minutes from the strip, so those food places galore. Oh, yeah. Vegas has yeah. everything. 
There's there's yeah. nothing Vegas doesn't have except for the Olympia next year. Now you're going to have to get on a plane to to fly back out to Florida again no. uh, this year. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say this. Um, I've been training a little bit at. Um, amped fitness and uh, my training partner scott dennis he's, he's a classic pro you might i don't know if you know who he is but uh he said yeah he said when he saw when you came into one of the amp fitnesses one day i think in pineos park or maybe tyrone yeah. it wouldn't have been weirder if an alien flew down in a flying saucer <laughs> and walked through there every fucking person turned their head and just watched everything he did on every single set now, my question about that is do you thrive off of environments where people are always eyes on you or do you prefer an environment where you are training with just your training partner or even by yourself, like no one else around? I thrive in an environment where the atmosphere is really, really good. Everybody's just training their ass off and not worried about anyone else. Yeah. Cool. So if you have the choice in a gym, are you going to go for atmosphere or are you going to go for a, a place that is well equipped and you'll create your own atmosphere? I see that's I would probably pick atmosphere over equipment because you could have the best equipment. But for me, if the atmosphere is shit, I'm probably not going to come back. Gotcha. Hey guys, just a quick advertisement for True Nutrition. As a company that I've believed in for years, they were the first company that I wanted to ask to sponsor us, but I waited until we had enough views that I knew I could make it worth their while. One of the products I've talked about a lot is their hydrolyzed beef collagen. I'm drinking it in my coffee right now. I use this every day. It's one of the few supplements that will rebuild connective tissue. Uh, they have some of the best pricing too. If you go to the store, it's way more expensive. I, I shop around, I look at the shelves and I see. So you can get a much better deal uh, if you shop with True Nutrition. And of course, use our code THINK. It lets them know that their advertising dollars are going to something of value. I use this every day. My wife uses it, my mom uses it, and now my sister is using it too. So like I said, these are products I believe in. I've used them long before they advertised with us and I highly suggest them to you. If you guys have any questions about any of their products, including their hydrolyzed beef collagen, let me know. I'd be happy to talk to you on social media or wherever else. All right, guys, let's get back to the program. So where has the atmosphere in Vegas for you now? Um, you know, I train at Dragon's Lair a lot. I train at Elevation, Fit Club. Um, those are like the main spots that I train at for the most part. I didn't know Elevation. I didn't know they were out there. I saw that you were in Elevation. I assumed you were down in Miami. I'm like, oh, you yeah, go down there. Too. Good, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you know, to change the topics a little bit about your relationship with Matt. You know, he was your coach, helped you run up through the amateurs. You guys got your pro card together. I was there backstage. Somehow I snuck in backstage and I was there with you guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, remember? Because I was dying to myself and I was pretty tan and the guy just looked at me and let me walk right through and Nate's <laughs> yeah. girlfriend got kicked back to the curb. But anyway, <laughs> I want to know a little bit about your relationship. I know you guys split ways a little bit. We won't go into that if you don't want to about the reason why, but the, you guys got back together what's that relationship like honestly man i think it's you know really, really good um I, I would say it's probably just as strong if not stronger than what it was you know before we had that little split there um you know once we seen each other at the olympia i think we both knew like you know this is what it is now you know hmm. mm-hmm that's cool. it, would you say he's kind of a mentor to you in some some ways? He's always been a mentor, you know. As far as you know, I, I always believed Matt was someone that always gave good advice to me, whether it was just life or business, 
or coaching. Like he was, he was always more than just you know the coach. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. Cool. Hey, I'll take it another go, step. I, oh, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. I say I got. A, I got a question. I'm going to be. Hear me out the way I word this because I. I think I understand why, and I want to ask you if you agree or not. There are always a lot of questions about your gear, your gear use, and I'm not going to ask you about it. It's not my business, not anybody else's business, but I will say this. Is it fair to say that you don't discuss it because people don't believe you anyway? Yes. Is that okay? And, and I figured as much. Um, and I honestly, I think that's a, that's, that's about the best approach that you can take because you, people are coming at you and guys like you at, at your level from all different directions and you could be 100% lay it all out, put it out. And they're just not gonna, they're just not going to buy it. They're not going to. I always found myself to be a genetic freak for one. Hmm. I always found that I was pretty a hyper responder. So yeah, I, when I was younger, did I push it a little harder? Sure. But now where I'm at, if I was to tell people what I do, it would, they would they would probably unfollow me and call me a liar. Yeah, we yeah, get a I lot of comments because when we've had guys on that are you know at a high level and they've told us what it is and it's not a lot, people still have, you know, half the people it, still don't was, believe it. The other thing is, if your shit you know is very pure and it's properly dosed, you you just you don't need a lot, right? You really don't. Yeah, but you're you're they're hating you right now. Actually, I might be I for the genetic component. Yeah. <laughs> also, another thing that I'm gonna I want to try as well is, you know, push really push the food, really calculate the training as best as I can, while barely not doing much, and and just see how far the body can really go. You know, because mm -hmm. I don't need traumatic amount of size anymore. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I just need to make certain improvements and keep refining. I don't need to, to, to keep pushing and pushing and pushing anymore. I feel like yeah. a lot of times as kids, we all think to ourselves, like, one day I'm going to be Mr. Olympia. Like, I, <laughs> I remember thinking, like, man, I'm going to fight for that one day. You know, that was like an early thought in my parents' basement. Yeah. Did you have those thoughts as a kid? But at the same time, could you could you have imagined where you are now? Yeah. I knew I'd be here the, the, after my first show. What what was I, your what was your early training like? Let me show. ask you that. What was your early training like? Oh, I, I couldn't even tell you. Like no, no. Training. What I mean, like, were you stronger than the other kids? Was there? Oh, was there? Yeah, dude, I was seventeen years old, benching you know four hundred five for eight. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's crazy. Did you play sports at all in high school? I can't remember. I played uh, football. No, okay. I'm sorry, I, play. I played baseball. You uh, sure about that? Well, I didn't play football in high school because I'm like a sore loser. So, and my team always talk. So, I was like, I'm not playing. Gotcha. That's funny. You so, that first show. Fullback. Yeah, right. Oh, when, when I did play fullback when I was younger, like 13, 14, I was, I was a fullback in middle linebacker. Yeah, I could see that 100%. 100%. So, you started so, telling us. What I understand is I was pretty much always a bigger kid even at younger so putting on size you know even when i started training at 13 14 years old, it was very easy huh. mm -hmm. getting getting shredded was the hard part <laughs> <laughs> 
So you said 13 or, oh, and and you know what, Scott, take it, take it, because I know you're trying to. I wanted to to get back to that show, because you you, you started saying before, you you know, at your first show. So what was that like? Yeah, at my first show, when I was was 17, I remember, I I, I started that prep right after I graduated high school, and I graduated high school at 230 pounds, and I stood on stage at 159 pounds, 17 So So I could have beaten Nick Walker... (laughs) At some point in his career. So when he was 17 and you were 30. (laughs) 52, 52. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the the training, you know, I just, I really, at the time, I was just in there training. You know, I didn't really have like any structure. I didn't really know what I was doing that much. I just went in there to to train and I probably overtrained pretty bad. And you dieted yourself for that show too? I did up until um, it was like six weeks out. I decided to get like some help, and yeah. that really just didn't help at all. It actually made it worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> in four weeks, in four weeks, I lost thirty pounds. So I was like, something's wrong. Oh, were, were you peeled? No, I was skinny, bro. <laughs> I think I remember seeing those pictures. I'm like, I don't think he was the Nick Walker that was peeled that he brought to these these last no, couple shows. No, I was just skinny. That was it. Yeah, I was. So, so you had a coach. You had a coach that successfully got you to lose muscle, which is fairly hard to do on a prep. Oh, maybe you weren't using PEDs, but you had a coach that was successfully able to get you to lose like 30 pounds of muscle tissue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever he is out there today, he, he'll he always know he was the guy who ruined Nick Walker's first show. Exactly. Because in the following year, I stood on stage at 192 pounds. Okay. Yeah. And gotcha. how did you do with that one? I won. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who'd you work yeah. with for that one? Um, some local guy that was in town. His name was Kenny. Um, he was like the first actual real coach that I had. And he was yeah. good. You know, I did, I won like two or three shows with him. And then we did T Nationals. And I took second behind Cody Montgomery that year. Oh, that's no right. Kidding. Yeah. Well, if you had to Cody lose was to just, somebody, that was a good guy to lose he, to. You know? He was just too pretty. Yeah, very pretty, very pretty. <laughs> like those are complete opposite physiques uh, at the end of the spectrum, right? Cody Montgomery and Nick Walker next to each other. That that must have been amazing to see in person. We uh, <laughs> we all know everybody who watches the shows knows that your mom is your biggest fan because we had her on the show at the uh, the Arnold. I imagine she's been your biggest fan, like all the way back since that first contest. Oh my God, no! She hated bodybuilding, bro. Did she? Really? That's, That's where this is I what we was wanted to go. Know. Yeah, this is this we're, all we're all we're all wondering. Bodybuilding was fucking stupid. She didn't understand <laughs> it. She hated it. She hated that I had to diet this way, do this this way. If my mom don't exercise, bro, she don't know what that shit is. So the fact that I was doing it, she was like, "This, this is stupid." You know, the fact that I said, "Mom, you know, I need to go grocery shopping. I need." You know, uh, so I need you know boneless, skinless chicken and white rice. She's not buying white rice. What's white white rice? Well, well, wait, wait. Let me ask you this: Growing up in your household, are, are your family are they eaters? Like, does your mom like to cook like big meals? Eaters. Like, we always had family dinners, or we went out to fucking McDonald's at Taco yeah. Bell. You know, we, yeah, we were eating cereal so for breakfast. Tra- you traded in baseball. You're basically playing baseball. She's like, oh, my son's playing baseball. He's a baseball player. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, I just want to get huge. I don't want to basically oh be God. normal anymore. I want to go over here and do this. Mother down and say, Mom, I don't want to play baseball anymore. I want to go to the gym. She, she thought I was kidding. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did she say? What did she say when you're like, I want to wear these little speedo trunks in front of other people? <laughs> hey, can you shave my back it, for me? <laughs> it, it took her. So after my first show, because that prep was horrible. Yeah. Mentally, I was like the biggest asshole during that prep. <laughs> so she was like, you are never doing this shit again. I said, well, not this shit. So after I, I started winning, obviously, then she started to follow it more. She started to get invested more. Yeah. She started to study things differently. And then every show, she would get more and more invested. And now, you know, now she thinks she's a judge. Now she thinks she knows everything. <laughs> now she thinks, you know, everybody's her best friend, you know. She's, she's told me at the Olympia 2020 that you were going to win. Like, she, she's like, next winning no matter what. I know he's going to win when he comes out here. Or maybe it was, tw- yeah. it was 2020 or 2021, one of them. Yeah. I can't remember. She called she, Arnold in front of the entire expo, and she told everybody that if you bet on somebody else, you made a mistake. She said, and she, but man, she's passionate, dude. She's so, yeah. and you, you see it, man. She's so passionate. She's like, I see these lines in his legs that I've never seen. Like she's got the eye now. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's, she's. Yeah. Well, you know, and here's the thing. So, but when before I moved out, you know, we, she was the one that you know took the pictures in the infamous basement. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And she would have no. She would look at him and critique everything. <laughs> And okay. you know, me being a son, I'm like, you, 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 you're not my coach. Like, do <laughs> That's cute. Would she uh, point out, like, know. oh, you know, you still got a little fat on your cheeks there or your lower back? <laughs> like that out if I was hitting a pose wrong. And you, you know, I just, you're like, shut up, give me the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said it to, you know, I would send it to Matt. And some of the feedback he'd give me would be some of the shit she would say. That's good. That's shit. funny. That's <laughs> funny, man. That's great. Yeah, the moms come around after you start winning. That's and, and that's well, cool. Right? Because it is. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to your mom, you know, we all know. It's a very crazy, it's a very different world. And and to someone who's in it, we know how different it is when if think about your mom, you know, think about your dad and seeing you go, well, what are you doing? Like, this is, they don't understand it. They have no idea about it. It seems incredibly. So he, he knew a little bit about it. Oh, okay. 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 But But your mom mom probably, she thought it was weird when you started putting up like pictures of like past, but like Phil Heath on your wall and like some of these other guys probably. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like my kid. loves Phil Heath. She loves Jay Cutler. Like she loves them all now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. So they all follow her. Were you saying that? <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> were you saying that your your dad lifted too? Then, yeah, my dad my dad was you know pretty big. He competed. My brother as well. You know, your he dad competed. No kidding. Yeah. yeah, man, that was it. That would have been a cool era too. Then, back then, at what point? Well, at what point did he stop trying to give you advice about bodybuilding in general? I think after the first year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, when you were already bigger than he was. He was like, oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. That's so awesome. you do know, you got a good relationship with him from the way it sounds, but I'm sure you're clear, too, that uh, you kind of hit the genetic lottery. 
in the sense that, yeah. And, and I appreciate it earlier when you mentioned that. And it's yeah, tough to talk about genetics with someone when we have someone on, you know, like yourself or someone who is high level, because I never want to give the impression that I or anybody, well, I can't speak for anybody else. I'll speak for me, that I would think that you are at your level simply because you picked your parents right, clearly the work involved and, and the structure and, and the day-to-day that the being consumed 24-7 is why you have gotten to where you are. But without that that genetic component, you're doing a podcast trying to get somebody else to come on and talk about how good they are. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's one of those things. And I appreciate oh, the fact that you recognize that. Of course. I mean, at the end of the day, genetics plays a big role in all of this. The only, the only, the only downside to the genetics they gave me was a wide fucking weight. So (laughs) it's always something, right? And it's it's from one of them. It's not both of them. So you have to figure out who it is and just be like, God, why'd you do that? I got my mom's narrow shoulders. I'm like, I could have got my dad's. What the hell? That's funny. That's good stuff. What else we got, Andrew? Well, I'm just looking to see if any of these questions are good enough to ask. You know, oh yeah, I'm, I'm discluding the how, how much you know. What does this cycle look like for this? He, you wouldn't believe it if he told you. For one thing, yeah. Um, well, while you're looking, I want to throw a question about the your relationship. You touched on it earlier, and I wonder. Um, obviously, your girlfriend is a, I'm sure, a huge support, but. How, how, let me ask you this. What's the difference being in a serious relationship and you chasing this dream versus prior to, are there, I don't want to say obstacles, but for lack of a better word, are there things that now that you have to deal with that you didn't have to deal with before? Like what? What do you mean? Uh, and like uh, something like, as simple like, as say time, like does she understand the amount of time that goes into everything that oh, you have to do and that being the priority and things like that? And I would imagine but, if that's the case. Listen, prepping alone, I thought was the best scenario for me, you know, because I didn't, I, I do things the way I want. Um, but having her involved for my prep for the Olympia, having her involved you know, for my prep for the Arnold was probably the best thing that could have happened to me mentally. That's cool. Uh, she was very supportive. You know, every morning we drove to the Dragon's Lair. She took the pictures for me. We did our cardio together. She was very much on my structure the entire time. And that's something I will forever be grateful for. And the reason I asked that, and you already know this, <laughs> how incredibly important that can be because a relationship sometimes can be a huge it can be it can kill you it can can kill your dream and it can get in the way and it can be a problem yeah yeah sure chase irons wants to know does she prep any of your meals for you no no i do all that oh good for you wow I've always felt like I've wanted to do that. I, I haven't wanted to rely. Is that what it is, Nick? Like, I haven't I just, wanted to I, put that on I other mean, people. It's my thing. Yeah, when I'm in prep, you know, like, I like to, I weigh everything no matter what. Prep. <laughs> not, not, not saying I don't trust her to do it. Sure. I, I should know what she's doing. Yeah. But I, I like to see it. I like to do it. You know, that's it. Yeah. Well, you can speak for yourself because I don't trust my wife. My wife be pissed at me and put a bunch of duck fat in there and be like, "Yeah, fat motherfucker's gonna get on stage and have glutes like his dad." So, no. Yeah, I want to know what you think about this one. So, this I don't even know who this person's name is, but and I hate questions like this because I think 
Well, I'll ask the question. Would you chase the judge's flow towards the new aesthetic criteria? Hmm. Now, well, let me let you answer first because I got something to say about this too. So here's the thing. Um, I, I personally, it's hard to tell, right? Because you had someone like, how did you pawn in Olympia? Who, in my personal opinion, is not the, you know, he's, I guess, aesthetic, but I'm the most aesthetic guy here. And then you had someone like Samson win the, win the Arnold. So it, it's more along the lines like, what direction are they going? Right. Um, kind of do feel that they are transitioning to the more taller aesthetic look. That being said, I'm not necessarily trying to play that game, but if I can play my own game, yes. but improve my aesthetic more and more, I will. Yeah. Well, only thing I was going to add to that is that the judges don't get in a circle before the Olympia or the Arnold or any pro show and say, okay, guys, we're going for the aesthetic guy or we're going for the right. mass monster freak at all costs. When you come out, bodybuilding, and we've talked about this before, bodybuilding is about judging who catches your eye more, like who is just on that day, who has the, mat, the, the combination of fullness, conditioning, if you want to call it aesthetics, everything just in balance. It, it's and not like they go into it with this simple criteria of we're going for the aesthetic guy, which what does that really mean? Does it mean you're a taller, lankier guy like myself or, or we're just going for the mass monster? like a, a freak like Nick here. You know, I, I just hate questions like this, honestly. It's the best at your own game. You yes. I mean, who's the best at their own game? I agree yeah. with this. And that's what's so, that's what's so I think, difficult or, or so subjective about the sport. You know what I mean? But you can see it. Like, I remember I, mean, I, I remember seeing Bonick in, in the 2020 Arnold, the Arnold that almost didn't happen. And, like, just that day, it's, like, just what he had. It was, like, a day that he really shined. He was mm -hmm. his best at that moment, you know. Mm -hmm. he, he just did his thing the best. I I think you're nailing it, man. It would it's always a mistake to chase to chase mm. like something else, right? I I know what my strengths are, so I'm always going to play to that advantage. But again, like I said, if I can also while doing that improve other aspects, yeah. No. Well, otherwise, it's a giant guessing game, too, because you would be essentially preparing you and everybody else preparing for a show that you're 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 essentially just guessing yeah. what the judges are looking for. And you could get it right as far as, OK, this is what they're looking for. This is what I'm going to go and you nail it. And that's not what they're looking for. So from the outside looking in and, and I say the outside looking in because I'm not at your level, I would think that the approach would be healthier to go with you know what i'm bringing this package this is what i'm good with and i'm going to bring the best package that i can and let the chips fall where they may it just is what it is exactly. knowing that that decision is essentially out of your control and you're controlling what you can, can control by providing and bringing the best package you can the main thing is obviously like you said controlling what you can control and control it the best way possible and also if you're improving show to show I mean, at the end of the day, that's just what matters most. And like you said, where were they for? What else can you do? You can't get taller, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, it, it, okay, they're going taller. What the fuck do I do with that? I can't get any taller. I'm sure by this point. We got a good one in the live stream from Nate Spear. He says, I, uh, yeah, he's with us. He says, uh, what win felt the best and why? Ooh. Um, or even if it wasn't a win. Even if it wasn't a win, what appearance yeah. felt bad? I yeah. feel like you're going to say it was a win because, like you said, you're like, I'm a sore <laughs> loser. You said that from the start. But if there was a I show in particular that wasn't a win. The show that meant the most as far as a win 
was probably the New York Pro. Because mm, that was, is someone, because you, I guess you could say like the Chicago Pro was my pro debut, whatever. But to me, the New York Pro was more so the debut because I took an off season. Uh, we did a full prep for it. And that was like, okay, this is where it's at. And it was in my backyard, because that's where I'm from, technically, uh, even though it was in Tampa <laughs> that year. <laughs> but I had everyone at that show as well that I want. I had my entire family was there. You know, when I was with Ball and Revive, they were all there because it was in Tampa. So everyone, literally everyone was there. So, and that was probably an unexpected because of how loud the audience was when I came out. Like, I didn't expect any... Bro, I, for my routine, I literally hit six poses. No routine, six poses. And every pose, everyone went fucking crazy. And it was like the coolest ever. That's I want to talk about that, actually, because you are definitely a fan favorite. Like, when you come out, whether it's Olympia, the Arnold, like, because I've been in, in both audiences, you know, for in 2021 and heard both audiences go friggin' nuts when the mutant yeah. hit the stage. Do you feed off that? I, I think I you do. can see it on your face, you do, it. but tell us about it. I do. There's, listen, there's no greater feeling than when you walk out on stage, whether you're confident or not, right? There's no greater feeling than walking out on stage. And before you even hit a pose, everyone just fucking goes crazy. Mm-hmm. If you don't feed off that, you have a fucking problem. <laughs> but when you hear it, it's 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 just I, it never gets old. I love it no matter what. Yeah, that's cool. I, I remember at the Arnold. I think was it your most muscular, where you just like stick your tongue out. You're like, yeah, I'm yeah. nasty. I'm huge. I'm shredded. I'm jacked. Like the people are here to see me. Like I thought that was like your stamp of saying. I'm not only a good pro, I'm a contender now for a top spot at the Olympia every single year for the next 10 years. Did you feel that in that moment? You know, and it's, it all stems from, you know, me being younger and getting all of the negativity. You know, I've always was told, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even be a pro. Hmm. And then when I got pros, I wouldn't be a good pro. And then when I became a decent pro, I was like, ah, you know, he'll, he'll never be a good Olympian. And now I'm third. <laughs> so it's, it's, and like I always say, it's, not, it's never about proving people wrong, but when you are able to shut people up, it, it's a very good feeling. I would add that you were able to shut them up very quickly over like a one and a half year period. Well, that's yeah. the thing, and I'm glad that my amateur career was as long as it was because, you know, it took me almost 10 years to turn pro. But when I did, I was ready to be a pro. That's a good point. And, the, and it took me very fast to rise to the top. People don't know, and they think this success was overnight. People don't know how long it really took me to get that pro card. It took fucking almost 10 years. Hmm. That's great. I'm not sure if you'll have an answer for this one, because I imagine where you're at, and this is just my guess, if I were where you're at, my brain is just focused on bodybuilding and being the best I can be right now. But Eric says, does Nick have any goals for after his bodybuilding career, are you are you even thinking about that at yeah, the moment? Yeah, where, where are you at with you that? Bodybuilding is not, you know, a very very long journey here. So <laughs> I'm you know, I'm in the middle of you know businesses and investing right now. No kidding. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what are you what are you interested no. in? Where do you see yourself? You know, no, after no, right, that's private. Okay, well, you guys will find out very soon. So sooner than, <laughs> sooner than retiring, you're saying, huh? Yeah, well, listen, not, not that this is going to happen, but, yeah. you know, anyone wake up one morning and just be like, 
you know, I, I don't want to prep anyone. Yeah. Right. And if that day was to ever come sooner than later, I would want it to come when I'm already taken off in other places. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's smart. It's a great answer. So how about this? Well, I think there are sometimes people who have to continue because they have themselves in financial positions and everything else that, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, that they continue on and they're forced to stay in something that they were once passionate about, but that passion has since faded and they find themselves stuck in it. I can't imagine being in a worse place or a worse position than yeah. having to do something so demanding. Yeah. I agree. Let me ask you this way then. How about this? So like hypothetically speaking, and this is like nothing to do with anything you're doing right now behind the scenes with business, but like say 10 years down the road, where do you, where do you see yourself then? Married with children, traveling the world and being jacked. (laughs) (laughs) So the only difference is right now, I'll give you one. In 10 years, I'm hoping to have four owner classic titles and five Olympia titles. Hell yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Skip, you got your, uh, oh, you got your questions. Uh, uh, Are we on the same page or what? Look at that. I just held it up and you just said, I don't even think you were looking at me. This is how cool. This is our dynamic. We're on the same page no matter what. I always have quick fire questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, for anybody that we have on interviewing, and <clears throat> I have to be fair and I have to say you can pass. Okay. Because yeah. I don't, you know, we don't, yeah, I mean, I, I say you can pass. Like, you know, if I ask you a question and you're like, yeah, I don't like that. You can, you can just, you just say pass. Okay. That's cool. And because, you know, you and I don't go back longer than say 45 minutes, <laughs> there could be something in here because I am who I am that, you know, you want to pass on, but I'm going to throw them at you. Now, it's kind of just the first thing that comes off your head. I mean, you know, if you want to think about it, you can think about it, but I'm just going to kind of throw them at you quickly. Here's All number right. one. Do you alternate arms when you brush your teeth so that one arm doesn't get bigger than the other? No, I, I brush my oh, teeth okay. like, right. Okay, Look for that on number, stage, guys. Look for that on stage. Yeah. <laughs> no, number two, do all plates have to be in the same direction? No, I don't care. Okay. Oh, there's no, you don't have an OCD bone in you. Okay, fair no, enough. Not with that, no. All right. Uh, then I'm going to skip over the, the other question because it was related. Uh, do you know what Space Invaders is? No, I don't. I didn't think so because you're young. Uh, I'm older best, then because I, was, I do. Yeah, I was giving away. I was giving away my age. It was an old video uh, game. Best movie ever made. Ooh, remember the Titans. The nice. All right. I think that was John uh, Meadows' this, favorite too. This one's kind of selfish because it's it has more to do with me, but I can do that because you know I make up the questions. So, best gym on the east side of the state. From West Palm down to Miami, including Miami, of course. Ooh, uh, I haven't been to many, I'll be honest, so I'll, I'll pick Revive. Okay, fair okay. enough. Yeah. If you have to pick only one song for every top set for the rest of your life, what is it? Eminem till I collapse. Oh. oh, that's mine. That's all. Oh. Yeah. See, we are tight. We, are, we didn't even know it. I have run that fucking song over 100,000 times. All right. Next question. Great song. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, 
Okay, what do you suck at that you wish you were really good at? Playing the drums. Hmm. Did you ever play? No. But I think it'd be cool. <laughs> okay, next question. Does your girlfriend secretly like old tan guys? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Well, you didn't pass, so fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Which song will you sing out loud in the car every time it comes on? Um, oh, yeah, and sync. Oh, sure. damn, she heard me ask you that question, too. Oh, my God. I want oh, to yeah. be the guy driving next to Nick Walker singing in sync and get it on video. That would be oh, amazing. Get- and you get it. Don't let her go too far because I got another question here in just a minute. Don't let her go too far. We have to. I have to get her in here. You have to okay. answer it first, but then she does. Okay. Uh, yeah, in sync. That'd be yeah. If you weren't a pro bodybuilder, which sport would you want to be a pro in? If you had the talent, uh, boxing. Nice. Okay, where's your girlfriend? You have to answer this first. Celebrity that your girlfriend wants to see naked. Oh shit. Jason Momoa. No yeah. kidding. She said oh, no? I'm sorry. The Rock. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. There, there you go. go. All right. Uh, now, this is the last one. Okay. Can you put up that picture, Scott, or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it right yeah. here. You know who that is? No, I don't, but that's, okay. that's my... You don't know who that's that is? That's my... That's Mike Matarazzo. So my last question for you, is there any chance that your mom ever dated Mike Matarazzo 28 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I struggled with this one. I'm like, I don't know him. I don't know. But the similarities to me, he's from my my era. So (laughs) you give that, we'll give that one a pass. That's good. That's good. Thank you. You're a good sport. I appreciate you, Nick. Man, Nick, we we appreciate you <laughs> taking all the time and hanging out with us, man. This is awesome. Yeah, this is always fun. So, anything you want to say to everybody before we uh, before we wrap this thing up? I feel like you already said a lot. No, I'm good, man. I'm, this is fun. So, I got a question. I got yeah. one more question. Who's going to win the 2023 Mr. Olympia? Me. I don't I don't think any of us are disagreeing on that one. Well, I look forward to seeing it happen. Guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Check out our sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK, supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. And, uh, of course, follow Nick. You're already following Nick, so I don't really need to tell you that. That said, I'll have your YouTube in there. Of course, we'll have your Instagram and everything else. So if you guys aren't following anything that Nick's doing, you can go check him out there. So for another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Gear, guys, with Nick Walker, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. 